0: This is a CBC Podcast. A bunch of people, important people in Sam Smith's life, warned them not to put this one particular song on their new album. The song is called Unholy. And as you'll hear, Sam says this song was not up for debate. It made their body feel different. And it was a key part of expressing their full self, including their joy. They were sick and tired of covering that up. You might have heard the song. It became a massive, chart-topping, Grammy-winning hit. You'll hear what Sam learned from all of that about taking risks and bringing your full self to the table. I'm Talia Schlanger, sitting in for Tom Power. You're listening to Q. Oh,
1: won't you stay with me? Cause you're
0: Absolutely epic song that is Sam Smith with one of their biggest hits called Stay With Me. A few years ago, Sam Smith came out as non binary, and since then, they decided to approach life and music differently. They decided not to be afraid of being joyful, maybe being a little bit sexy. Have a listen to this. My baby. That's a bit of Unholy. That's the song I was mentioning earlier that people in Sam's life said, you know, maybe think twice before putting this one on your new record. They did it anyway. The album is called Gloria and Sam Smith explained to Tom Power why it was so important to include this song. They chatted in New York. Here's their conversation.
2: Well, I suppose the best way to start is to tell you how much I really love the record. Thank you. It's really, that is the way to start. It really <laughs> is. It's absolutely beautiful. Thank you, thank you. One of the ways I've heard you characterise it is it is um, perhaps a more joyful record intentionally. I wonder if you could talk to me about that.
3: Yeah, I feel like um, the first three records I made, well, the first two, really, um, after In the Lonely Hour, I I was dramatic. I was early 20s and... Um, I was speaking about heartbreak and unrequited love, and um, I loved it. I loved talking about it. I loved singing about it. I loved that that could be my thing. I I felt um, like it, it. became a little safe space to to do that. Um, but then when I got to like twenty five, twenty six, it was. It felt easier to go into a studio and 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 be really negative and 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 talk about sadness. Um. And and this, the idea of being happy in a song or expressing a, a, a joyful emotion or a sexy emotion or uh, an angry emotion felt really scary. And um, definitely after that break in COVID, at that time of stillness, um, it really, really, it, it made me think that I need to step into my fears a little bit and I need to write some music that um, shows different sides of me and who I am. What was scary about showing joy? I think as as a queer person, to lean into the joy is it can feel quite like radical sometimes. And what was scary was the way that I move my body when I'm joyful or the way that I dance. It felt doing that in front of thousands of people was always petrifying to me. Um, I can do it in clubs, I can do it with my family, I can do it with boyfriends, stuff like that, but... Um, I guess there was a little bit of shame around the way that I moved my body um, when I was younger. But as I got older, I, I'm I, I look fabulous. It's fun, you <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> but
2: I tell you what's funny though is that you would think that it would be the opposite. You would think that like to show uh, sadness mm. or vulnerability or longing or loss would be the. Sc- a lot of people would characterize that mm. as as the scary thing, you know.
3: You have to. You'd have to go back to my upbringing to understand why it's easier for me. Because my so my dad is very emotional, and my mum worked. My dad stayed at home. My dad cries. My dad feels all the emotions. My dad's very uh, emotional and open about his emotions. So, you know, me and my family, it's it's quite wild the way we speak to each other. It's very very vulnerable and sensitive. Um, So other feelings like anger and. And like opinions in the, in that in the way that I've put them across in Gloria, yeah. that they've always been quite scary to me.
2: It's it's lovely to hear that in that context, though. Can we talk about the Love Me More" song, yeah, go for it. which I think is first track one, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, so the first uh, words we hear on the record are "Have you?" I'm going to read your lyrics back to you. How do you feel about that? <laughs> this is very very comfortable for me.
3: <laughs> I feel, you sound beautiful. This feels though. very natural to yeah, me, yeah, by yeah. the way, reading the <laughs> lyrics
2: back to you. Have Have you ever felt like being somebody else, feeling like the mirror isn't good for your
1: health? Feeling like the mirror isn't good for your health Every day I'm trying not to hate myself But lately it's not hurting like it did before Maybe I am learning how to love me more now as much as you want
2: to sam i'd love to hear i guess i was curious about where you have to get to in order to write that song
3: mm. um i had to get to a place of being comfortable in this concept that happiness and like a commitment to um happiness is something that i have to work on every day for me i've i struggle with mental health issues and i have ocd and i get sad and it can get heavy in my brain and so every single day i have to practice um you know saying nice things to myself and um it's got easier and easier over the years i've had help and i've have amazing family and friends and practices and access to uh things that that have helped me and i have this toolbox now i can go to in my mind which is wonderful but I just wanted people to know in this album of joy that I'm making, um, I'm not in a place where I'm like happy forever, and I'm just feeling good. It's a fleeting thing, and it's something that I have to work hard on, and always will have to work hard on. Yeah. You know, I don't like it when people preach this magic place you get to where everything's okay, yeah, forevermore. I remember I said I said to someone the other
2: day. I said like, cause I had a bad day, I think last Monday, like a mm. pretty low day. And I think it was just because I I think it was just because I didn't get enough sleep. Like yeah, I think I did, like, yeah. four, And I said to someone, I said, yeah. So what are you telling me? Are you telling me I gotta balance sleep, booze,
1: mm-hmm. exercise,
2: meditation? Mm. Like and if one of those do you know what I mean? Oh, totally. Like if one of those things goes wrong, yeah. I'm
1: Oh
3: yeah, is totally. that what you're telling me? Really, that's what well, it is, right? I remember someone saying to me once, like, we are just like massive babies, and sometimes <laughs> we just need a sleep, a shit, um, some food, a cuddle, a yeah. burp, yeah. So, <laughs>
2: but you know what I mean, like really,
3: like it's a, it's it's something you got to work. on. So for you, yeah. it's something you got to work on every all day, every day. Yeah. You know, like I have, like I said, I have OCD, so it's like I have I have intrusive thoughts all day, every day. Yeah. So it's like a, a real. Um, a real practice, a real and an upkeep, um, but I've I've got to a place where I'm I'm balancing that and juggling that and actually getting to enjoy life a bit more, which is fabulous. Whereas before I I, I wasn't.
2: You're able. to... All those things are paying off. All those things you're able to do. All the things yeah. you've, you're the, the work you're doing yeah. is paying off, and you're sort of communicating that in Love Me More.
3: Yeah, I was, and also though the thing with Love Me More that song and having it as track one, it really was. You know, I feel like my career and the way that things have gone um, with my transitional period of time before this record, um, I, I I understand how people may be confused with me as an artist, or fans of mine have been confused at times. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm confused as to what they might be,
2: what you're referring to. When my anime.
3: trans me changing my pronouns, oh, yeah. Yeah. me my last album, you know like moving my sound in a different direction, stuff like that. And I feel like Love Me More was the last opportunity and for me to extend my hand. And even the sonics of the song, they nod towards the older sound. Um, and it's a chance to explain to people in a kind way where I'm at and ask them to come along. Because where I take them on this album is a very slutty place. Um, and it, it can be a, <laughs> quite a challenging place in, with some of the the songs and the spaces we get to. So um, I I wanted to start the album in a kind way, a welcoming way, a warm way, yeah. and 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 say that we're going to have some fun. Every
1: day I'm trying not to have-
2: So for, for the people who, uh, oh, maybe haven't visited Sam Smith since Dancing with a Stranger or since Stay With Me or something like mm. that, um, hey, uh, you're going to get a different, you're going to get a different thing here. Yes. It's yeah. going to be a little different. It's going to mm. be a little, uh, I want to say ribald. Like it's going to, is that rippledry? R- r- it's going to be a little yeah. slutty.
3: Uh, <laughs> naughty. 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 Yes. naughty.
2: <laughs> but in all seriousness, I i the track one is, I want you to know that I, all these things you're about to experience are happening because the person you're hearing and the person you care mm. about, love loves themselves.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's totally. lovely. That's yeah, it is, and and also that I'm I'm good, I'm good, and I'm yeah. I actually needed to tell myself that after the, the the years I had of of what what I I went through, you know, and and because it was tough, and I had to it had, took a lot of courage to get to the place I'm at now.
2: Well, I was going to say, I mean, you don't have to talk about this too much, but I, I would think that the, the, amongst the toughness, mm. that coming out mm. um, as, as non-binary would give you some of that goodness or kindness that you were looking for. I mean,
3: would I be right? Oh, it's changed my... It's it's it's. I feel like the conversations around it are so intense and, and there's like culture wars and stuff and it's, uh, you know, these... Chats about language and it's so in, insane, but the the joy and the and the positives that have happened to me in my life are just wild. And I think that's really what I wanted to share with this music was to make people aware that because of that slight change in language around me from my family and friends, I feel so safe and so able to share this part of my artistry that's just so wonderful you know yeah. i feel free as an artist i feel free as a person and and um it's been nothing but goodness you know
1: one everything i want is everything you've got so not before you come over relax what before you run your eyes on my gun i need you to come
2: I'm Tom Power, you're listening to Q, and I've been talking to Sam Smith about their new album Gloria, why they're prioritizing joy from now on, and how coming out as non binary in 2019 really changed their life. Give
1: me what I want. Give me what I want. Give me, 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 give
2: me. But to be fair to you, it's not just your friends and family. Um, friends of mine. Who have come out as non-binary, or have come out as trans, or even just come out as queer, it would be more of a private thing. They would yes. t- tell their friends and their family. Yeah. Um, can you speak to what it is? I guess what
3: it is like, or what happens when you also have to make a public that it's such a public yeah. thing? Yeah. You know? Well, mine was a weird one. I don't know if I've I have spoken about this before, but I sent messages to people privately to do it privately, and somehow it got out. Um, oh, I didn't. Which know. was really, really a shame, and I had to to make a statement um, because something was going to come out anyway. So I decided to make a statement. And to be honest, I've been living my life quite openly, I guess, publicly since I was twenty years old, and I've made loads of mistakes along the way, and and overshared, and um, and and and, f- and felt the repercussions of that. So I was able to deal with it fine and and also I was I think it's nice that I've been able to share the the um the position I'm in with other people so they can see what it's like and and how the transitions into that will look like and I'm not afraid of that. Um but it was definitely a challenging at times, you know. I've really learned to not read comments now, which is fabulous. You've learned to stay away from it. I can the... stay away from it. So now I'm like I'm releasing this album yeah. now and it's it's like I'm not I'm not as nervous before because I know I'm not going to be reading what other people think. It really is just about how I feel. Am I happy with it? And if I am, then great. Put it out. Let's write something else. Is that a
2: you, you take the phone and tell me how it's going? Or is that like, I'm not going to scroll down. I'm not going to scroll
3: That's down. Like, I'm not going to press the comments button. Uh, well, that, I'm yeah. not going to do it. But yeah. also, I tell my team now, just send me the good news. Ah, I love that. Just send me the good stuff. Can I get that? I'm so hard. I'm so hard on myself. <laughs> as like I think all artists, yeah. and all of us, right? We're yeah. all so hard on ourselves. Um, that I don't need to hear, hear anymore. Any more, you know. I didn't need yeah. to hear negative things.
2: Well, because the story it seems to me, like up to like the way we've been talking, is that that is your the story I'm hearing is a we we go through some stuff. We hit a place where people expect me to do something and then I do something different. Mm. And um, Unholy is like that. Mm. By the way, Unholy is unbelievable. Thank you. Like, yeah, it's thank unbelievable.
3: You. Thank you. It, I mean, it's like the biggest song in the world, too. It's wild. Isn't it? It's really wild. It's it's like... It's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I'm. What I'm so happy about is that people um, you know the only other experience i've had like this was stay with me yeah and um i think that not everyone who has listened to stay with me has come along for the journey through my album process for album two three and so some people would have just heard stay with me and then they just hear unholy and that excites me because um i am not one thing i am not one type of artist you know if i'm if if I was to explain me as an artist, as a musician, or the type of artist I want to be, I would be talking about Madonna and Rihanna and and people like this because I love changing things up mm. and I love taking risks and just when I think I've figured something out, I I throw it away and rip it up and do something completely different. And in in my albums, I think you can hear that because I never stick to one genre and um, and that's why I love about Unholy.
1: Dirty, dirty boy. You know everyone is talking on the scene I hear them whispering about the places that you've been And how you don't know how to keep your business clean Mommy don't getting hot the body shop Doing something
2: But is that hard? Like, is there a moment? I'm, I'm imagining a moment in my head where it's like Team Sam Smith and you're at the table and you have, I know it wouldn't be this, but you have like a CD player in front of you. Mm. And there's a big boardroom full of people who work either for you or, you, you know, work on the label and stuff mm. like that, you know. And, um, and they're going, okay, what are they going to play for us today? And you go like, all right, I know you think you know me, <laughs> but check this out. And it's unholy. Yeah. And, you know what
3: I mean? Like, that's what I have. And they're going uh, like, What? You know, this is not... Even they, yeah. I wonder if they were even a bit surprised. It know? was like that, but imagine that, like, dragged out over a year. <laughs> so it was... I've, I have to admit, I was... I'm t- I was tired. By the time that song came out, I was really tired because the amount of pushing and that that song took was a lot. And, you know, it's understandable. It's a, It was a risk for everyone, and... um People didn't get it. People didn't understand it. Some of some of the most important people in my life told me it shouldn't have been on my album. And I. it was this beautiful moment as an artist where it wasn't up for debate. There was just something inside me that was like, this is amazing. I love it. It's not about that I think it's a hit or I think it's number one. It wasn't about that. It was about that it makes my, my body feel different. And it makes me proud of what I do. And it's, it's a power, it's a powerful song. So I really, the music was the leader throughout this whole process. And I had doubts, but the music kept dragging me and pushing me and, and yeah, it was a wild you were, experience. You were right. I was right. I was right. But I'm also wrong sometimes. Do you know what I mean? So but you were right with this one. I was, I was right with this one. Yeah, I was. Let me just say yeah. how right you were. <laughs> so
2: it's Grammy nominated, unholy is Grammy nominated for best duo group pop performance. It received 22, yes, have a drink of water. It received 22 million streams in its first two days. I think the other day I looked at it, it had like 684 million streams. Oh you and Kim Petrus make history as the first openly non-binary and trans artist to hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100. It is sort of the biggest TikTok song in in, in the world at the same time. I mean, just broadly, they must,
3: what does that mean to you? It's It's mad. It's mad. It will leave leave me breathless hearing these things. It's crazy, absolute crazy. Um do you know what is so lush? Is you just do, having hearing that, and it was just so fun to do. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's it's the the song was so fun to make, and sharing this moment with Kim has felt really special. Um, we've got on so well. It's this genuine, beautiful friendship that's blossomed, and and being in the studio like it, i don't know it just feels so right i'm so happy i'm so happy like if if this is the only song that people ever hear again from me i'm i'm happy it's a great song i really love it um
2: i wanted to talk um about the interlude one of the interludes um, mm. on the record which was called hurting yeah and i i heard the sample or i heard the recording and i did i did some digging Around right because yeah, yeah. I don't have the liner notes or anything with like that I just had the the yeah. waves right yeah so what I found was I think a film from 1970 mm-hmm. called Gay and Proud yes which was a film about one year after Stonewall mm-hmm. um, the effort I mean a lot of stuff happened but to distill it um, there was an effort to take. Um, the uh, queer liberation movement into the streets and out mm-hmm. of out of spaces and more into the streets and more into everyday people's lives and and the quote and I, i'll read this mm-hmm. um having to lie is the saddest and ugliest part of being a homosexual this is what the person yeah says that you, you sample having to lie i feel is, is the saddest and the ugliest part of being a homosexual uh, when you have your first bad love experience for instance and you can't go to your brother or your sister and say i'm hurting
3: it's um, so intense. It's so sad. Yeah. Yeah, it's so sad. What, it's, why did you want to include that? I chose it because it becomes it comes before a song on the album called Lose You, which is a song that was inspired by one of my friends who went through a breakup at the time that I was writing the song. And she was heartbroken. And um, it really, it just, it, it triggered a conversation in the studio for me about um, that first heartbreak, you know. And I think for everyone, your first heartbreak is horrible. But I really do think for queer people it's exceptionally painful because um, you don't experience these relationships in school. You don't have those little... Well, maybe you do now, which is such a wonderful thing, you know, with, like, these amazing Netflix shows I'm seeing. It's so beautiful to think that kids in school could be having these open, lovely queer relationships. Yeah, but... But in the past you haven't been able to and you've had to hide... And, you know, even when you get to become an adult, you, you love someone you have to hide, hide and you have to lie. And I think it's just incredibly painful. And I think that um, a lot of the pain of being a queer person can come out when you're heartbroken. And I think it definitely did for me in my first big heartbreak. And when I, I heard that quote, it was actually a news anchor said it on the first ever Gay Pride. And his voice in it is really monitoring the way he says it, and I find it really haunting. Um, but I just never heard it said like that, and I think, it's, I think it's so true. I think it's so true. Being forced to lie is, is a horrible thing.
0: Powerful to hear that in Sam Smith's voice, and it's kind of amazing to think about how much the conversation has changed since they put out that song, Stay With Me years ago, uh, how much more openly we're having these conversations. You're going to hear more of Sam Smith's conversation with Tom Power coming up. I'm Talia Schlinger sitting in for Tom Power and Q is back in a bit. Hi, I'm Cruikshank. Jesse Crookshank.
1: Jessie Crookshank.
0: I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend.
1: Girl, let's phone a friend.
0: Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of NSYNC, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show.
1: It's your show, girl.
0: New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts.
1: So work it, girl, yeah,
0: work it- Okay, that's
1: enough. I say it cause I can good't no don't
3: her the big feelings in life that I feel there's certain words I go to because of my upbringing and the places I've been in like words like Gloria and God and praying and all these things and I do think there's power within me rewriting what those words mean to me.
0: You do hear a lot of those words, those faith-based words, on Sam Smith's latest album, Gloria. I'm Talia Schlanger, sitting in for Tom Power. You're listening to Q. You're in the middle of Tom's conversation with Sam. And as you'll hear, the journey that Sam has been on, both musically and personally, has brought them back to a certain type of faith. But maybe not the kind you first think of when you hear the word. They'll get to that. But first, they go back to the beginning and talk about how their music career started. Here's more of Tom's conversation with Sam Smith.
3: When did you figure out you were um, good at singing? Um, I don't know if I ever figured it out. I was told. I can tell you. Do you want me to tell you now?
1: Or? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was told. I can when, tell you.
3: I was told when I was like eight. My dad um, noticed me singing in the car, and then sent me singing. What I were sing. you singing?
2: Do you remember? Do you any idea?
3: Shaka Khan always. Oh, yeah. 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 Or Whitney or Mariah or George Michael. Big voices.
2: He, and he says to you, are I think you got something."
3: Yeah, he said you, you're, they'd say you're good, and then they sent me to my singing teacher, and then she said I was good, and then I was just pushed to sing in front of people, and I did enjoy it, but also I was petrified all the time. Um, but I did notice that when I would sing, people would listen, and it was it was a crazy feeling. It was it was nice actually, because I was so bad in school at everything else. And I was so, like, I wasn't naturally, like, the smartest kid or, like, you know, I was awful at sports, all this stuff. So it was nice to be good at something. And then
2: then you have to make the decision, I suppose, that, like, hey, this thing that I'm good at, mm. I'm going to make it my life. I'm going to make it my yeah. job.
3: Yeah. That happened really young. It was very odd. I've, I wonder sometimes if my OCD is, like, mixed in with it because I was very focused from, like, the age of 12. I remember like planning my career out like of what I would do. What did it look like then? It was at 12 years old it was musical theater. Okay. I was like I'm going to be in musical theater. I'm going to you know train really hard in in some sort of college that I'd get into and then I'd be in the West End or and eventually hopefully maybe one day Broadway. All right. Um, but then when I hit 13 14 I just realized that all the parts I wanted to play were actually female parts and there wasn't a lot of like Parts for me. That's when I'm about 14 years old, I, I my original singing teacher was a singer, is a singer songwriter, jazz, jazz singer. And I just go and see her do shows. And I just fell in love with this idea that I could travel the world and write songs.
2: Because when does the latch thing happen? When does Latch the uh, I should say for people, yeah. let me let me catch people up. You're introduced to the world in a song called yeah. Latch by Disclosure
1: 2012. Yes. Yeah.
2: You didn't even have an album out at that point. No,
3: I was 19.
2: And that, yeah. that's that's everywhere. So that must give you a glimpse of like, oh, this can actually get pretty big.
3: Yeah, well, that was like the beginning of, like that after Latch, it was just like straight away. I, I, it was like in the space of a year where I was working in a bar and then I was touring around the world. How yeah. long after that to stay with me happened? Like a year and a half after Latch. Like it was very, all very, very quick.
1: Yes, it's true, I'm not good at a one night stand. But I still need love, cause I'm just a man These nights never seem to go to plan
2: What's um, a really good thing about it happening that quickly and what's an,
3: uh, a not-so-good thing about it happening that quickly? I think a good thing about having it quickly is that I got to stop working in the bar. Really fast. Yeah, <laughs> it was almost like it was like <laughs> I, I remember I was like cleaning toilets one day, and then like four weeks later, I was given my notice in. So that was stunning. Was fine, that was, was fine. Fun. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, I got to and I could start paying my rent properly, which was nice. Um, and the negative was that I think that the negative was that I was young and I hadn't experienced some really key things that I that I needed to like boyfriends properly going out meeting queer friends stuff like that. So I had to I've I've had to do that whilst being well known and and you know the dynamics in your relationships change when you when you experience fame. So dealing with that at 1920 was tough.
2: Yeah. You but don't get you don't get to actually experience the things you're writing about.
3: No, but you do experience really adult things. It's wild and and there's so many amazing things that you experience. I do think that as queer people, you grow up a little bit later in some ways. yeah. Um, in terms of like romantic experiences and and friendships and things like that. So, yeah, it was just a catching up with itself. But I hit 30 last year and I really feel like everything's caught up, which is fab.
2: Um, we're, we're, we're running short on time and I wanted to ask you something, but I want you to tell me if this is um, a little too personal, but P- perhaps right. not in the way you might expect. Um, Go for it. So... The record's called Gloria. Yes. There's a, a song called Unholy. Yeah. There's a song called No God, which, mm-hmm. by the way, is not about there being no God, but it's about you know someone who God eh, complex. Yeah, you're not you're not exactly you're not everything you think you are. Mm-hmm. And then there's the song Gloria, which starts not with your voice, mm-hmm. but with a, I believe a choir.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I know I'm, I know I know from reading that Gloria is also like sort of. Someone you can take on mm-hmm. when you need to be brave, mm. but Sam, I see a a, a pattern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I know you grew up in the church. You grew up Catholic, I think. Mm-hmm. I guess where are you with listening to all that? I couldn't help but wonder, like, where are you spiritually? Of course. Now,
3: I'm not. I'm not religious personally. I'm more of a spiritual person. That's what I'm. Yeah, yeah, and I think that what I've noticed—it's weird because it's not an intentional thing, but. What I've noticed is these big feelings in life that I feel. Um, these the, w- There's certain words I go to because of my upbringing and the places I've been in. What do you mean? Like like words like Gloria and God and praying and all these things. They've come up in my music and the first time I ever heard the word Gloria would have been Gloria in Exhaustis Deus yeah. in the hymn. But then Gloria is also what I hear in the gay bars. That's amazing song by... By Laura um, Branigan, uh, Gloria, and you've got Gloria Estefan, and Gloria, and Gloria Gaynor, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And so that word Gloria became a really mixed, it's a mixture of things for me. And I do think there's power within me rewriting what those words mean to me. <laughs>
2: Is there more spirituality in not more religion? Is there more spirituality in your life? The better you feel.
3: Yes, actually, and for me, Gloria, this album, you know, there was there's I, there's a faith that's returned in my life for sure. Um, even like just looking up at the, the moon or the stars, sometimes now, I feel like I've 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 regained a little bit more faith. In, in the world. In something. In something, you know, and I've, I do feel like it's a key part of, of feeling better within yourself and within your body. Um, I lost faith for a minute and it was, and and life felt a little bit hopeless and and now I have a bit more faith back in my life. Not religion for no, me, personally, and there's no judgment at all. No. Um, but for me, it's just faith that everything's going to be okay. And I call that feeling Gloria. It's an absolutely beautiful record. Thank
2: you. When you look back at everything that led to it,
3: mm. what are you most proud of looking back on this journey, even Oh my gosh. I'm what I'm most proud about, and it's something that I that I really want to drive home, I've realized that the key to feeling better is asking for help. And the key for your album sounding better is asking for help and it really just does take a village in life you know we 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 need each other and i'm excited it's almost like my musical theater roots have come back a little bit and i'm so excited to like have dancers on stage and and i want to feel you know like i'm part of a chorus line and and i'm excited about that in the future for my music i
2: I, i'm a big believer and i've read a lot about this that um by offering love to ourselves, we are in effect offering love to everybody else. Mm. And um, I feel so much love from you.
3: Oh, thank you. Off this record. Thank you.
2: Um and I mean it. Thank and I, it I, do so I appreciate well. your time today and, and thanks for making the time for us. Thank you. I love you. You're
3: beautiful. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Thank
2: you so much.
1: Have you ever felt like being somebody else feeling? Isn't good for your health. Every day I'm trying not to hate myself. But lately it's not hurting like it did before. Maybe I am learning how to love me more. It used to burn every insult, every word. But it helped me
0: learn That's a bit of Love Me More by Sam Smith. Before that, you heard Tom Powers' conversation with Sam. Wide-ranging, beautiful conversation. Sam's new album, Gloria, is out everywhere now. Sam is also on tour. They'll be playing Toronto on August 11th. For more info on that, you can head to samsmithworld.com. That's it for this episode of the podcast, but you can find another episode in your feed right now. I've talked to a bunch of actors as an interviewer, and Nathan Lee Graham, the actor, said something that I have yet to hear. This is a a new thought. He talked about advice that he got from his teacher when he was young about not double acting, meaning learning who you are before you try to portray a role. That went really deep for him, and he'll talk about his journey of discovering who that person is. It actually relates to the conversation you just heard with Sam Smith and sort of the difference between liking yourself and, and loving yourself. You can find that in your feed right now if you're in the mood for more self-love. And honestly, who is it? Come on. I'm Talia Schlanger, sitting in for Tom Power. I'll see you next time.